Welcome to Mother Mother, a new podcast from the mom friends you need right now, because this shit is hard. I'm your host, Emily Ferris, a writer, a mom, and now a podcast host. I live in Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas, with my husband and two young sons. And when I had kids, I became one of those writers who writes a lot about parenting. I've written about fear and breastfeeding for the cut. I've waxed poetic about a baby fart catheter for Lifehacker. And I've opened up about my postpartum anxiety and how I gained weight breastfeeding for What's Up Moms. Now, every Tuesday, you can find me here talking with my mom friends about the experience of being a mother. And you can find Mother Mother online all the time at mothermotherpodcast.com. I've actually been thinking about making this podcast since 2016 when my oldest was a baby. I tried to launch it a few different times with co-hosts and production partners and for a variety of reasons, including the fact that it's hard to do anything extracurricular or coordinate schedules once you have kids. It never worked out. But I had a microphone and the rights to an amazing theme song, and I got myself really excited about talking to a mom friend every week, so I decided, what the hell? I'll just do it myself. And here I am. But I'm not all by myself, because every week I'm going to be joined by a different special guest who's also a mom. Some of my guests will be doctors, scientists, writers, and artists. Others are moms who may not have a platform or a big job, but whose voices are just as important, especially right now. But just because we're moms, we're not going to be sitting around talking about our kids every week. This isn't even a podcast about kids. Obviously, as moms, we have them, and we'll definitely talk about them probably a lot. And yeah, I'm going to talk about baby poops, so prepare yourselves. But this is an hour, half an hour, or somewhere in between for moms to talk about how motherhood affects us and how motherhood and this fucking pandemic have changed us in good ways, in bad ways, and in ways we probably don't even realize. So I hope you can find a way to socially distance from your family for a while every week and think of me and my amazing guests as your new mom friends, the mom friends you need right now. You can also hang out with us online at mothermotherpodcast.com and join us in the Facebook group, which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash mothermotherpodcast. Okay, now I'm so excited for you to meet my first guest. Mother, mother, house family. My guest today is Andrea Mallory. Andrea is a friend, a mom, a mom friend, uh, not a famous person, not a person with not a person who even posts to social media very often, which I kind of love. And I love that I'm interviewing you today because you're kind of like uh, the every mom. I I like to be considered the every mom because I think every moms are awesome. I do too. Wouldn't? I do too. Yeah. Except I guess now in 2021, the every mom does post to social media excessively. But you know what? You're still incredibly interesting, and I'm very excited Aww. to have you here and talk to you today. Um, you, like me, live in Kansas City. We live on the same street, but in different parts of the city. You live in a much fancier part of the street than I do. Um, but we are recording remotely because we are still in the midst of this pandemic. Fucking COVID, man. Jesus. <laughs> so Andrea was supposed to be my co-host for this podcast originally. Um, as I mentioned in the intro that I um, have been trying to start this podcast for a while, and due to, to many reasons that are no fault of either of ours, I'm now doing this podcast on my own. But, I'm, but we recorded a pilot a year ago, which is um, now bonus content that you can find 
uh, with wherever you're listening to the podcast. Um, and then when we recorded the pilot, I said, I never thought we would be parenting in the middle of a pandemic. And you know what? I never thought when we recorded that a year ago, we would still be parenting in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Oh, my God. How long ago was that, Emily? It was when a year we... ago. A year, it was a year ago. ago. You had right before lockdown, you had quit your job. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, at a at a video conferencing software that we won't mention by name, but it's it rhymes with broom room. You get you it. might have gotten very busy at work. <laughs> uh, you 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 would have maybe also very rich, but very busy. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and you quit your job to spend more time with your kids. How ironic, huh? <laughs> I bet oh. you didn't want to spend all your time with your kids. Oh, my God. Every waking moment for the past 18 months. Now, here's yeah. the question, though. If you would have quit your – if you would have stayed at your job, mm -hmm. which clearly would have become very chaotic. That was probably one of the more hectic places to work early in the pandemic. Right. How would you and your husband, Dave, have handled also having your children home full time? Hmm, let's see. Like if you were still working full time, because he is a he's a producer, a video producer. I, I would have been locked away in a room from, you know, eight o'clock to six o'clock on video conferencing calls, uh, selling software and, you know, just being pretty miserable. I probably would have jumped out the third floor window. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. But who would have been taking care of the kids? Well, you know what? I think they would have just been on their own. I mean, oh. they just have to like fend for themselves, you know? But you found when you were you were kind of guiding their virtual schooling that they couldn't really, right? Like they Girl, actually ended up needing a lot of handholding and assistance. I had a fourth grader and I had a kindergartner who was just learning how to read, who was really reluctant to reading. Um, and I had to leave my fourth grader to, to his own devices and just trust that he was going to be on these video calls all the time. And then with my kindergartner, I had to fight her to read every day and participate in class. It was just me and her sitting at the kitchen table every day, like clockwork, trying to participate, trying to fill out these doggone worksheets, trying to keep our screen on, trying to be engaged. It was, it was a lot. It was a full-time job, you know, and then we'd get out you know, we'd be done with school and then we'd go into our evening routine and it was the same thing. I mean, when I tell you, Emily, we've watched all of my 80s childhood movies, except for the pornographic ones, <laughs> like Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> we watched everything. We caught oh up on God. Back to the Future, all the Michael J. Foxes. I mean, we've spent a lot of time in front of the TV after school. I think over, we but. all did. I, I went from being a parent who was concerned about screen time to not giving a fuck. Yeah. Like, just yeah. put watch whatever you want as long as it's on the PBS Kids app on the Roku. I don't give a shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you went from being a high-powered software sales <laughs> executive to being a stay-at-home homeschool yes. teacher slash yes. personal assistant to your children. Yeah. What was the hardest part of the pandemic for you as a parent, but also just as a person? Uh, really finding time for myself to just zone the fuck out. You know, um, just, you know, I would I would like go to my car and sit there for like 15 to 20 minutes just being like, what the fuck is going on in this world? What is who am I? Who am I? I think those things every day still. 
a year and a half into this. Yeah. And, and when you said earlier about, you know, me not having a social media private presence, I don't, but I'm still on social media because like I have a phone, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm still connected with people and I'm still like, just, I still enjoy checking in with other people and their lives and stuff behind the scenes. And I'm looking at Instagram all day. And, you know, when I have my free time, I'm like swiping through different podcasts or different Instagram pages and um, kind of feeling a little like, I need to get a face roller. I need to get a uh, some body scrubs. I need to get like some eye stuff for, for my eyes. Like I need to like get a, a, a sauna bed for, you know, those saunas. <laughs> I almost bought an inflatable bathtub just for my <laughs> second floor that doesn't have a bathtub. Even though we have a fully functional bathtub, I wanted one that was away from like one that was in a room where my children didn't go. Yeah, they really knew how to market to me because I, oh, yeah. I was their pri- prime. Audience. I think we were... Parents, but mothers especially, were prime targets for buying all the shit. I ordered so much random shit online during the pandemic. Yeah. Infrared sauna blankets and, uh, you know, pans and sheets and stuff. Oh, Oh, yeah. That was me. Oh, yeah. I redid redid all my bed. I redid all the lighting (laughs) in the house. I've done so much. I rearranged all of our rooms. I'm about to again. So you talked about looking at these looking online, following people. Yeah. So I found that in the pandemic, my Facebook mom groups especially kind of became a lifeline for me. Like they were, you know, I am not great at keeping in touch with my friends or my mom friends anyway. I have ADHD. It's it's a symptom of ADHD anyway than having children and having a second child and my husband getting Mm -hmm. furloughed. So I'm working so much. And those in, you know, in the pandemic, I didn't pick up the phone to call Mm -hmm. my friends or even text my friends. Like I was maybe showering once a week. Like texting my friends was not something that I could even – and I had a baby three weeks before lockdown. So I didn't – I just couldn't make the effort. I couldn't even think about the effort. But I could hold my phone and kind of zone out while I was nursing or trying to use the bathroom in private and just (laughs) look at these conversations and and participate in them some. But just these Facebook mom groups were – really a lifeline for me and kind of helped me feel so much less alone and also like less like I was crazy because I did go into a pretty strict lockdown mode because I had a three-week-old baby and an older son. Yeah, you're in the cave. You're in the cave anyway. Anyway. Like I was already the mom who was like, I have a winter baby. If you do not have a flu shot and a Tdap, like you're not meeting the baby until he gets his with both kids. So we were already there when lockdown happened and we went into full-on strict lockdown because we didn't know what was happening. I didn't know, you know, right. nobody knew anything. The, no. Science, science didn't know anything. And I was like furiously Googling articles about infants and COVID and couldn't find anything. And so m- those Facebook mom groups were um, necessary to my mental health at the time. And w- you and I also stayed in touch yeah. quite a bit. I think the first time in the in the pandemic, you came over and we sat on my back porch and drank wine and had so much fun. And it made me realize how important these connections are. But people in my mom groups and also you were, you were validating my anxiety, not necessarily like, yeah, you should be anxious because COVID's going to kill your whole family, but but like validated, agreeing with me that we needed to be safe and we needed to be secluded. And it was, it was refreshing because 
I did have some family members and others who were like, oh, don't live in fear. Oh, Trump, God. Trump, Trump. Don't Jesus. live in fear. I am so, so sorry. <laughs> it's you know, it's Missouri. But it, it, it was so good to have other connections to other moms who were behaving and thinking and feeling the same ways that yeah. I was feeling. And that you were, that I learned that you were also feeling because you guys stayed very um, secluded in your home as well. We did. I just remember just, I mean, we were, we're very lucky that, you know, we had the space to, to stretch out and, and have our own private spaces to kind of, you know, kind of, uh, just come down from whatever it was that we were feeling at the time. Like we all have our own separate rooms and then we've got this third floor attic space that we just kind of use as like a chill zone, um, and you know, we got creative. We actually, during the winter, we created a, uh, a gym in our basement for the kids with monkey Fun. bars and a climbing wall and, you know, and, uh, oh, one of those, uh, silks, silks that aerial silks. Oh, I have one as well in our playroom where I tried to create a kind of physical zone. We did, it's a very small room, but I call it a sensory swing. It's a sensory swing. With ADHD. Yes. Because I had one for myself and got one for my older son. My, my husband likes to joke that it's a sex swing. I actually have an essay in the book that I'm working on called It's Not a Sex Swing because early in the pandemic, every Zoom call I was on, you could see the, the hook for it on the ceiling and I'd be like, it's not a sex swing. It's a yoga swing. <laughs> But I called it a yoga swing because I didn't I want to have to explain that it was actually a sensory swing. And, and the whole it's an essay. It's an essay. Yes. Um, so I found that the pandemic really made me appreciate my mom friends more and 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 mm-hmm. see really see how much I needed them. Uh, and that's kind of one yeah. of the reasons I was so intent on doing this podcast because I'm not good at picking up the phone, texting, as I mentioned, and just reaching out to my mom friends. And this kind of forces me into it once a week. So it's a good way for me to, you know, give myself some extra stress while I'm, you know, working a lot and trying to write a book. Why don't I just add a podcast onto that? I want to talk to you about making mom friends. But before we do that, I have one surprise question for you. And? What are you wearing? Why, Emily? I know. Uh, thanks for. The I just want to know if you look as nasty as I do. <laughs> Girl, I look nasty pretty much all the time. I work from home. I am. Stop. I'm just a mess. I'm a hot mess. I don't wear. You know, I wear like a nice buttoned-up shirt for my Zoom calls, and then like jeans on the bottom or sweatpants. I don't even bottom. bother with that. I have a like a cardigan that I put on, and I just cover it up. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even wear a bra anymore because the the, the video doesn't even show. I'm just like, eh, who cardigan. cares? Who right. cares about bras? Mm. I'm not wearing one now. I honestly put one on seconds before we started recording just because I feel like it makes me sit up straighter. And I thought that I would sound better if I had better posture. Oh, the constriction on your rib cage really makes you like park right up. You know, it's the band around my around my rib cage, really. Yeah, I uh, I also learned I was wearing my bra wrong. I wasn't wearing it tight enough. Oh, did you learn that from Instagram? No, <laughs> I've been trying to buy a fucking bra for my post breastfeeding boobs for like six months and I keep ordering bras and returning them. And so now I've just tightened everything on all the bras I currently have and I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay, guess what I bought? I bought a bra extenders on Amazon. For your rib cage? <laughs> yes. I wore I got those when I was when I was pregnant because my rib cage expanded. 
Yeah, I mean, like, so obviously I put on COVID weight, which who didn't? Um, and, and so I was like, why is this bra so tight? Maybe I like put it in the dryer and it shrunk a little bit. But then I was like, okay, I'm just going to get these little bra extenders and see how they work. And they come in multiple colors and I'm not ashamed. Do you love them? I love it. Okay. I will uh, link to them in the show notes. So if anyone wants to buy them, they can get some bra extenders. Um, and I will be taking suggestions for um, – Small boobs, wide rib cage, uh, comfy bra. But that's a another episode. So back to what you're wearing, Andrea. What are you wearing right now? Oh yeah, so no bra, obviously. Um, but I'm wearing a uh, white t-shirt that I bought from uh, Hate Street in San Francisco, and because I was trying to stay cool and relevant. Oh, you know, nothing says cool and relevant like a tourist t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's cool too. It's got two 45 uh, records on the front in the shape of a heart with uh, headphones connected to it. Uh, it's so appropriate it's... because you're wearing headphones right now I to record. Am. Very podcasty. Funny. And it's got a tape cassette Ca- connected to <laughs> You've said that to cassette. me before. I've given you shit about this before, which is why we're chuckling. Because um, you called it a tape cassette, and it's a cassette tape. It's a cassette Or is this tape. a regional difference? I don't know. It's just been so long since you used a cassette tape that you call it a it tape It has cassette. been so long since I've said that word. It's a cassette tape, not a tape cassette. But I do. I, I have been wearing it. And I, I grew up with uh, cassette tapes. I love it. Were you actually wearing this? tape cassette shirt when we recorded our initial pilot because I remember going back to the episode and be like she said tape cassette I probably should have called her out on that maybe I think so it's been a year that's funny again you can go listen bonus content everybody this bonus content is the original pilot that Andrea and I yes recorded so check that out listen for it okay so that's for it that's what you're wearing on top what are you wearing on bottom nothing (gasps) I'm just kidding some pants that I would probably not wear outside anymore, but, um, you know, they have side pockets, so the pockets kind of poke out a little bit. So that's a sign. That's a telltale sign. That it's probably time to let them go. Are you? Have you gotten back into jeans at all yet? Or are you just done with jeans? I do wear jeans because I feel like jeans are my getting shit done, like, wardrobe. Me too. Because they're snug. And like you said, with the with the bra, like, it makes you sit up straight. It makes me sit up right. So when I'm wearing jeans, I do pop my button every once in a while. But, you know, who doesn't? Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> I like that. You you seem like put together-ish for you're, – you know, you're not like wearing a uh, – I guess you wouldn't be wearing a nursing tank anymore. But you, uh, you, you, have a, um, you have a full outfit on. You have pants and a top, which is admirable these let days. Let me tell you, I have a seven-year-old, and I probably just got rid of my nursing tops. Wow. Yeah. Like maybe this – during COVID, I got rid of my nursing tops. Yeah. I, I hated yeah. nursing so much that the day I was done breastfeeding, I bagged them all up and gave them to my sister for if she has another kid. I was just like, I'm so done. Get these out of my life. No more nursing yeah. bras. No more nursing tanks. Well, I actually yes. did keep one lace nursing bra for a different reason. <laughs> oh, Emily, you naughty girl, you. <laughs> it's actually great. It's Nasty. Great. It's great. Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about um, making and maintaining friendships with other moms um, before and during and after a pandemic. I'm hungry, I'm dirty, I'm losing my mind, everything's fine. So Andrea, I want to talk about mom friends, because this podcast is 
the mom friends you need right now. And you are my mom friend. Um, one of I feel like I have a lot of mom friends on the internet who are like mom acquaintances, but not a lot of mm-hmm. close mom friends. Um, yeah. Because it's hard. Look, making friends as an adult is hard. Mm-hmm. Making friends once you get married is hard because then mm-hmm. it's weird. Like, I don't know. It, th- when your life changes, it almost feels like you have to have friends who have, you know, when you're married, you hang out with other couples, when you have kids. So you had kids to it. And then it's like you you want to hang out with, or not that you want to, you feel like you should hang out with other families who have kids around the same age. So then not only do you have to find people who you can stand to be around and you might actually like, who yeah. are like geographically convenient, um, who hopefully share the same values you do and who mm-hmm. have kids around the same age, which is... Uh really a long list for like just wanting to have some people to hang out with. Yeah. There's a lot of factors there. You just, I mean, like it's hard enough to meet somebody just individually than one that has like a a significant other or partner that is going to get along with your partner because I've been there too, you know, where it's just like, you know, uh, I really like her a lot, but her husband's a dick. Or a Trump Trump supporter. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like, girl, uh, can we just meet for coffee for 15 minutes? Yes. Not at your house. <laughs> he can't come over my house. Um, yeah. And then, like, the kids have to be the same age. Usually, you know, once they get past, like, you know, second or third grade, then it's, like, usually girls who have to be the same age. And it's, you know, and or boys that are the same age. And, um, and then I have, like, friends who have uh, the same sex kids. And so they just end up being their own best friends. Yeah. And, you know, and it's hard to kind of integrate with those scenarios too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's hard all around, but when you connect with somebody, you just connect with them. And like, I connected with you. It's just been great. And to be honest, I would rather have my friends to myself than trying to make it a whole family thing. I fucking hate playdates. Girl, yeah. What do you hate about playdates? They feel, I think I get a lot, well, I've only done two ever. Um, <laughs> Which they, is why you, you hate it. Yes. <laughs> so I am, um, so in my limited experience, um, I hate, it, I don't know, I, I work myself up. I think I have some social anxiety. Like I can talk mm. to a room full of 3,000 people, but if I have mm-hmm. to, you know, go meet someone for coffee, it's weird. Um, it's just, it makes me anxious. I feel like there's a lot of pressure and like yeah. you're supposed to, I feel like I have to clean my house and have snack. Like I had a, mm. I had one play date with somebody I met at a coffee shop and she was very cool. And I, she showed up and I didn't have snacks and I felt, mm. I was like, oh my God, I, fa- I failed at the play date. Shame on you. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, I had, I had, I had things to drink, but no snacks. I don't know. I just, they, they feel there's so much pressure around a play date to like, mm-hmm. Just it gives me anxiety. It stresses me out, and then it's like you're supposed to make small talk with a parent because if it's officially a play date, there's just like this idea that like, your kids are gonna play and the moms are gonna talk and uh, mm, like I, you know what if my kid is playing, I need to go clean my stinky ass toilet. The girl, I know, I know. Like you want to have that time for yourself. I don't want to share that time with other people when my kid's playing. No. I want. <laughs> You can leave the kid here. I'll make sure he doesn't drown or like <laughs> and let them play. And so I can like be to myself. If you really want to be my friend, take my fucking mm-hmm. kid. Let me. 
let me clean my toilet and take a shower without someone walking in every three minutes. Okay. So, all right. So, segue. So, I remember when I first had my daughter and everybody was like, oh, Andrea, can I help? Can I, you know what? Just let me know what I can do. I just would love to help. I'm like, okay, well, you, you know, you're welcome to come over. And so, then they would come over and they would hold the baby. And I'm like, I don't need you to hold the baby. I need somebody to wash my fucking dishes. Like, I, you know, my house is a mess. It's chaos. There's laundry everywhere. And now you're holding the baby while I'm sitting here having a conversation with you. And by the way, my boobs are leaking all over my my maternity, you know, my breastfeeding yes. top. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that doesn't work either. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had a little kind of twist on that is that I was like, hold my baby, but don't expect me to sit here and talk to you because – I have I've needed to pee for an hour and I haven't pooped yes. in three days and I haven't showered yes. in a week. So like yeah. don't expect me to tell you my birth story while you're holding my <laughs> baby. Like let me get some shit done. That's it. That's it. See, that's what moms know. Moms know if I'm gonna come over to your house, I'm gonna help you clean up a little bit. I'm gonna hold the baby while you go take care of some business. Like, you know, there's a very specific task that's, you know, yeah. involved with that. That's why it is really important to have mom friends when you're a mom like a like mom get friends it. get it as long yes. as they're not forcing you into, into an awkward play date that's right now do you feel like your kids are older than mine do you feel like you have to be friends with your kids friends parents um not a hundred percent i mean i definitely when i first moved to the bay uh moved to kansas city um i was on the hunt to make friends and because i was trying to help my kids make friends, you know? So I was very uh, proactive and outgoing and, you know, introducing myself to any and everybody who had a kid that was my my son or my daughter's age. And now, you know, I've, I've met my crew. I've got my crew of people and I'm good. My friend bank is full. I think I've topped out. I think that's fair. I don't. Yeah. I feel like I've had people who try to make, I, I am much more on social media than you are. And I, do uh, I post a lot on Instagram and I do stories and I, I talk to my stories. So I think people feel like we're friends and I want mm-hmm. people to feel that way because I'm, I feel like that is who I am on the internet. But also then yes. sometimes people are like, oh, we should be friends. We should meet. And I'm like, I don't have time to <laughs> hang out with the friends that I have, that I love, that I wish mm-hmm. I could hang out with. I just, yeah. it's, and, but it feels like such a dicky thing to say. Like, I don't have time for new friends, but oh my God. I kind of don't have time for new friends. You don't. You don't. I mean, I I remember before I had kids, I had a friend who, you know, I told her I was full, like my plate was full with friends. And she was just like, oh, fuck that girl. You're going to be my friend. You're going to be my friend. And we're friends to this day. But she really was like, no, we're going to be friends. I I, I love I'm both like annoyed by that. And I love it. (laughs) That's how I felt, too. I'm glad you're still friends. She was determined. Yes, absolutely. We're actually going to Aspen in two weeks together. So So you're just going with your mom friend. You're taking a trip. I am getting the fuck out of here. I'm going. I I have wanted to like leave so bad. And like, you know how now that I'm working, I get off of work and I walk out the door. My husband's like, where are you going? I'm like, I have no idea, but I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm piecing out. So I'll just get in the car and I'll just go for what my daughter calls now a no reason ride. I just go on no reason rides. <laughs> drive. I just drive. So you're going on this trip. That's amazing. My husband said to me recently, well, 
uh, for your 40th birthday. I guess we're not taking a big trip anywhere because of the pandemic. Uh, so I know you just wanted to like get away from us. So I think you should just take a trip by yourself and you don't have to think about childcare and I won't ask you how much it costs and you just take a trip. Wow. I know. I'm that excited. is amazing. I know. But the place yeah. I want to go is like $700 a night. So I need to find a new place to go. <laughs> well, can you go like stay with a friend for one night and then uh, go to that place? For you know, one I've night? been thinking about that. But again, I feel like I kind of just need to be by myself. I've thought about that because I have plenty of friends that I could visit in cities yeah. that I love. And it would be good for, again, I, every time I connect with a friend, I'm like, God, I need this. My soul needed this. Uh huh. Uh huh. But when I'm thinking ahead, I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to deal with people. That's a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. We'll a lot of work, that social stuff. We'll see how – but that might be a good idea, splitting the trip. I have a friend in California, so maybe I would go and stay with her for a couple of nights and then go to Sonoma by myself and stay in a uh-huh. $700 a night little cottage. For a night. <laughs> or two. Or Get there early so you can like hang out around the area. Uh-huh. Oh, there's no around the area. When I go check into a $700 hotel room, I am never fucking leaving the room. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not leaving. So do you find that it is harder to maintain friendships with women who aren't moms? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do. I mean, look, I am who I am I before. I was who, who I am or whatever you want to say. I am who I am. And I was the person I am before I had kids, right? I'm still Andrea, you know, and I'm now Andrea with two kids. Yeah. So the people that I, that I have a part of my life, half of them are single, like half of them are single, never had kids, don't want kids. And that's great. And they still represent who I am as a person. Right. Yeah. And then I have my mom friends and they're the only people who are going to really, truly understand my experience, you know, and, um, you know, whether it's how I feel about having my kids or the, the amount of invisible work that takes place to make a life for my family. I mean, no one's going to understand that, but you, right? Like you and I are the only people who are going to understand that with each other. And, um, yeah, it's it's an amazing experience. And, um, you know, I have my mom and I have my aunts and I have my cousins and they all have kids and we talk about stuff and we, we definitely see things differently um, because they're different generations of mothers, which is a whole different thing. Yes. Um, but having friends who have kids who are, you know, who are growing up in this time. Um, it's a different experience too, because our kids are now exposed to technology and and a all deadly that virus. Other, and a deadly virus. I mean, there's just so and five G. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If that was sarcasm, if you couldn't tell, the five G, it was sarcasm. <laughs> I love your sarcastic stuff. <laughs> well, I am so glad that we're friends. I wish that our kids were closer in age so that we could, um, they could play more and hang out more and. But we we hang out. Our 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 husbands are friends. They went to high school yes. together, and they so we get together. We get to hang out and um, text and have mom groups. I hope that you'll be more active in some mom groups going forward. I would love. That. I need more Andrea in the mom group. <laughs> and you are in the mother mother podcast Facebook group. Um, I, I think, am. I think I need to. I think your picture is still on the uh, group profile image. So. 
I'll turn that into the image for this first episode. <laughs> uh, everyone should come join us. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash Mother Mother Podcast. Andrea, thank you so much for coming and talking to me. Even though we're not co-hosting, I'm so happy to have you as my first guest. And just to talk to you and have an excuse to talk to you and a reason to talk to you. Um, and I hope that you'll come back and talk to me again soon. Absolutely. My pleasure. Right. Thank you, Emily. I miss you. I love you. <laughs> oh, Andrea is amazing, and I always feel so much better about life after talking to her. And all of my mom friends, really, which is why I am so excited to do this podcast every week. If you're on Facebook, you really should join us in the Mother Mother group, uh, which you can find at facebook.com slash groups slash Mother Mother Podcast, in case you didn't catch that, like the seven other times I said it. And find me anytime online at mothermotherpodcast.com. I mean, I won't be there, but you can go there and you can leave me a voicemail. There is a little red microphone icon in the bottom right corner. So if you just need to like vent or cry, if you're up in the middle of the night or anytime, um, if you need to complain about something, if you have an idea for a show or a guest I should interview, or if you have a question, just use that little microphone icon, leave a voicemail. Just be very clear in your voicemail if you don't want me to play it on the air. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Mother Mother. I'll be back every Tuesday with a new mom friend and a new topic. Our theme song, Mother Mother by Tracy Bonham, is performed by the amazing Jocelyn McKenzie with Harry Bowles. Bye. Mother, mother, can you hear me? Sure, I'm sober. Sure, I'm sane. Life is perfect. Never better.